week was saying, I wish Larry Merchant was around. I fucking exactly know exactly what Larry Merchant felt about ring walks. <laughs> you know, so now how about you fucking quote him this week, you fucking Muppet. <laughs> Welcome back. We got we got to get right into this one. We had um, a, an eventful weekend. I wouldn't say that it was particularly action packed. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of things about this past weekend. Uh, the biggest thing to happen this week, and it's amazing. Um, this is Fred here with me. Uh, I'm Angelo. I'm your host. The Sunday Puncher Podcast. You guys know the routine by now. The amazing thing to me is that Canelo Alvarez, the biggest draw in boxing. Um, certainly I think he's both of our favorite fighters, you know, I love to watch him. The dude is so insanely talented. And at the same time, it's Canelo fight week and he ain't the biggest story. What does that say about our boy? But before we get to that, Fred, Oh, I haven't sent you any of these topics, but, um, I, I think we're, we're going to, we, you know, we're, this will be a little, little bit of a shorter podcast today and I think you'll be fine. But anyway, um, this isn't how we typically open up the podcast, what I'm about to do right now. Usually, our podcasts are regimented, and we know exactly what the topics are going to be. Not today. Uh, usually, I direct you guys a little bit on where I want you guys to talk, but today, I'm going to let you just talk. Fuck it. We'll do it live. What did you make of that fight last night, Canelo and Avni Yildirim? What I make of it was a giant piece of shit. Is what I made of it. Oh boy! Now I did not expect you to go here. Oh my god! Uh, I you know, and I'm only it, talking about the main event. I don't give a fuck about the rest of that card. Okay, I'm not going to criticize him for it or praise him. No one watched the fucking undercard. You know. Uh, 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 you know, I've said before I will watch Canelo beat the piss out of dudes, no matter who they are or where it is. But I didn't even get that. You know. He didn't even get a chance to abuse Ilderim. <laughs> they fucking called it after three. And it's like, they fucking, okay, are we going to get fined if we fucking stop it now? Eh, probably not. We can walk over, you know. And to think Joel Diaz, too, like a Joel Diaz fighter. Like, I mean, granted, like I can see one of his fighters like being stopped or quitting or whatever. But like. I expected a Joel Diaz fighter to get in there and at least take a massive amount of punishment before they called it. And we didn't even get that. Nah, that was as close to a fucking sham fight I I can remember in recent fucking memory. Now, when you say that, though, I just want to pop in here. Are you trying to say you're not disrespecting the competitiveness of the fight or the competitive nature of the fight and say it was rigged or something? (laughs) I think it's close to rigged as you could fucking get without rigging a fight. Uh, It's as close to rigged as you can get where somebody still gets the shit beat out of them. Yeah. Uh, Because, like, obviously we knew this was a foregone conclusion that Canelo was going to beat him. If this was a surprise to you, um, I am so sorry that your family member lost last night, but, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is what it is he's facing the best in the world but i mean like they had the posters ready they already knew everything that was going to go down i mean look the crazy thing is this is the second time in canelo's career where like he had th- this sort of like little wink wink fight where the outcome was never in danger and the the, the literally the pay-per-view was a way to announce the next fight 
And like for me watching this, you, you know, I pay per view. I what? You said pay per view. It was a pay per view. <laughs> Not a pay per view. People thought, zone, but it was a pay per view. It was on the zone. What, but you, know, you could zone. order it on pay per view in the U.S. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and and say that you know Mike Coppinger's fucking you know source machine is gonna break down once again this week. Well, numbers. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't paint Eddie Hearn in a good light. So a guy as handsome as Eddie Hearn, according to Mike Coppinger, you know, you can't really try to paint him in an ugly light. But I thought overall, like it was a waste of time last night. It really was. And I love Canelo. That's the thing. And I've like come on podcast before and said, I've literally said on a podcast before and people got mad at me for saying this. I don't care who Terrence Crawford fights. I'm not going to complain because I know the result anyway, but I'm going to know the result usually one of his fights, depending on if he's fighting like maybe two guys that I think could give him some trouble. But otherwise, it's all going to be the same result. So I'm not going to sit here and spend my effort complaining. However, as you said, Yildrum didn't even give us what we were expecting. Like mm -hmm. it was just it, it, like he wasn't even there to let Canelo show anything. Like Canelo was throwing one punch at a time. And then didn't let combinations go until that last round. And then it's like, oh, lo and behold, Yildrim couldn't even take a right hand. And <laughs> But here's the thing. These kind of fights, like we saw last night, it's not like we don't see those all the time. You know, that that's not uncommon for boxing. And it would be unfair for me to make a blanket statement like that. Yeah, but, but I'm not... No, go ahead. But I'm okay with seeing that for Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with the guys who are on their way up and they're trying to get somewhere and they're this is positioning Canelo. themselves. Yeah, this is the best fighter in the world. Hello. Yeah. For every fight in his career now, he's 30, kind of matters on well, some he's level. He's carrying the sport as well. Yeah. And this is it, not just this fight. Callum Smith was a garbage fight. This yeah. is a garbage fight. Billy Joe Saunders is a fucking garbage fight. And yet they're pitching it. That's oh well, this is this is okay because he's staying active and we're gonna get Billy Joe Saunders. Who gives a fuck about Billy Joe Saunders? <laughs> Besides people in see, there's a problem. The zone is from all these guys are from the UK. So they think whatever Eddie is pitching them matters. And Eddie's just fucking milking them for as much money as he can until the fucking wheels fall off this. As thing. is Canelo. Oh, well, yeah, now Canelo is too. But Canelo is so dumb, he thinks he's ahead now where he's making less money. Well, he's still making a ton of money. But the. <laughs> yeah, but he, he was making a ton of money before. And the same dudes that rejected his fights are now just paying Eddie all that fucking extra cash. You know, it's, it's, it's fucking bizarre. And he thinks he's ahead. That's the problem. Canelo so thinks he's ahead of the game now. Because he's he got rid of uh, Golden Boy, but, but he's now getting. They were re this is like zone rejected Ildrum. They rejected Durrell, and then they approve uh, fucking Calm Smith, Ildrum, and Billy Joe Saunders. And people go, well, no, that's because they're paying less money. There's no fucking money savings here. Once you start factoring in, they just gave Golden Boy forty million dollars. Said you go fucking do this shit. You know, and now they pay for everything. So there's not that you're talking like maybe a few million dollars savings. 
And this is a fucking outlet that is losing like $1.9 billion. People go, oh, well, you know, $5 million means a lot to them. It means it fucking means nothing to these guys. They have no financial thing, you know? And, and this is it from my sources in the game. The next highest bid on this fight was $10 million is what Canelo was offered for Ilder for everyone but DAZN. And DAZN paid $25 million. So if they're like has some great money saving, you know, outlook, why the fuck are they paying fifteen million dollars more than the next closest fucking, you know, competitor? It's like no, it's it's the whole situation is fucked and it's weird. And Eddie was smart in buying all the writers' opinions, you know, because anyone with a name in boxing, well, he's flying up to fights or he's flown them to fights previously, so they're not going to say a fucking thing. They're all either like Coppinger, who is his, like, you know, his fucking court jester at this point, where he'll just fucking, you know, dance whenever Eddie wants him to dance, or they're like guys like, you know, Raphael, who's been flown before, so Raphael's, like, taking a bit more of the, well, you know, Canelo's staying active. Fuck out of here. You know, when Canelo fought Lara, he was staying active, and those guys shit all over that fight. Just because it was on Showtime, you know, it's, it's just like uh, fucking they're, they're they're ruining my boy. That's what they're doing, you know. And you know, it, it, the thing is, I don't know that there's anybody out there that really troubles Canelo. Nobody that certainly anybody is gonna bet their 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 bank account on and say this person at a minimum gives Canelo a tough fight. And at best is going to beat him. I, I don't know that that person out there exists. You know, I think that there are guys that are going to have a decent shot at Canelo. But for the most part, I think he's uh, set himself ahead of the pack. And the issue is, though, now, if, okay, all of these opponents are of similar level and will accomplish similar things against him. Well, what's the problem? And I think the problem is like, what we really want is we want Canelo to put on events that matter. Yeah. And that's not what we're getting. And I'm happy for him that he's getting his money. You know, even if he's getting less than what his contract originally stipulated, he's still getting far more money, as you said, to fight these fights than anybody else is willing to put a value on. I mean, think about it. If if the next highest bid for this fight was $10 million, they somebody won with an excess of 25 because you have to factor in what they're paying Yildrum. Million. And then the fireworks show, and which comeback, yeah, fireworks show. By the way, if you don't know, fireworks are extremely ex- expensive. It is burning money. Fireworks, by the way, I've I've learned that from watch or listening to other podcasts with people who like have put on fireworks shows. They're very expensive, but um, yeah, but it's not Eddie's money, so he doesn't give a fuck. Well, I mean, yeah, Jay Balvin's going to be like a hundred grand, you know? Nah, man, he did that for free. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and the dancers did it because they love, you know, Eddie so much. Uh, the only one doing it for free is probably the uh, Gloria Stefan's kid because she probably did it for exposure or something. Though I don't know, Gloria Stefan's kind of savvy in the business world, so she probably made Eddie pay up too. But the, the issue is, like, you're not putting on events that people care about here. That's the thing. When they announced Billy Joe Saunders as the next opponent, the crowd, Didn't I don't know if they, they were still there. <laughs> But it sounded like they had all left. Like they didn't even boo. They they were just like, 
the 15,000 okay. sold out people where fucking Jamel goes on fucking Instagram and he shows all the empty seats. He's like, well, where the fuck are they? There's no one here. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's all a big uh, facade here. Yeah. I mean, and we, and we can't get and because Florida, the Florida that, you know, everyone can get fucking the arrest records of any fucking hick in Florida, you know, from the lowest peon to the top politician. No, why do hicks got to be peons, man? Because that's what hicks are. They're backwoods people, you know. I, why you got to call them a peon, though? Because I'm a hick. I live in the You ever state. see those dudes like those on my YouTube people. that like they post, there's videos, obviously they have gigantic backyards. And like they have like these home built roller coasters that look <laughs> dangerous as hell. It's like, wait a second, that's like a, a 9G turn. This is gonna kill somebody. Yeah. Well, that guy's got a bit of money because he can afford the wood. So what I'm saying, Florida, you know, they have a it's is what is the sunshine law or something like that. It means oh, yeah. pretty Everything much public any, no. any public record you can get. That's why people can always post those arrest photos and everything in the Florida man meme. That's because they're open. Like you can anyone can request this information. Except for fucking boxing. The one thing that they have exempt on there is ticket information. You know, how the, how the fuck are they gonna do that? They're like, oh, they're like, well, yeah, you could, you can go up the governor's ass if you want, but oh no, ticket information. Well, geez, man, that's that's you know something we just can't let you have. So Eddie yeah. go up there and go fifteen thousand so and fucking buffers. Buffer was the best. I like, fifteen a sold out of the available tickets. <laughs> when have you ever heard someone say it was a sellout of the available tickets? Never. I mean, you just say like, all right, all these tickets that are left over, we're comping them. So they're no longer available. We have sold out. It's just a fucking mess. This 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 whole fight reminds me of the YouTube people. You know, the same thing that YouTube crowd for that, you know, the big days in KSI. The Staples Center know. one. Yeah. Yeah. Were well, there where Billy Joe Saunders was on like fourth on the undercards? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That they're one. all there partying. They're living in their own fucking bubble of bullshit. And that's what this whole Eddie Hearn Canelo matchup reminds me of. You know, they don't, they're not making an impact. Like, again, this is the most dead you've ever fucking heard of a Canelo fight. Like, yeah. There was no buzz. There was no nothing. You know? No, no. It's like, it's like this, is, this is the biggest fighter in the U.S. and nothing. You know, people there's no excitement about it either. You know, and, like, and I, this, this, is, this has come from the same people that shit on fucking Floyd and Bazaar. It's like we lose, you know, because no one's biting on fucking zone. You know, so it's just, it's just, I don't know. Like this fucking well, Billy just with the big boys all starting their own streaming services now and putting sports on them. <laughs> Yeah, you're kidding. competing with Amazon. You think anyone cares about? Oh, yeah, we're gonna put a lot of money into the zone. Yeah, that that seems like a hot topic. Well, now it's like NBC Universal is like we're here. Yeah. CBS, Viacom, they're like we're here. Yeah, Apple's even taking a bite at sports. You know, I mean, Amazon's got the uh, they've got the NFL. Yeah, they got yeah, the Thursday Amazon. night deal. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, they didn't. Uh, pretend they were going to get the NFL. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they didn't make a grand proclamation going into boxing and then saying, oh, well, you know, see, we're going to bid on the NFL, but, you know, like the zone did. They just went out and fucking bid on it and got it. 
Amazon got the NFL and then was like, let's put it on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. You know, which uh, Amazon owns, by the way. Yeah. But l- let me let me ask you this question. Do you think that like now, granted, Canelo's getting paid. He's getting paid more than just hey, about hey, hey. everybody in boxing, blah, blah, blah. OK, I love when fighters make money. So there's that. Of course. I mean, there's there's no other podcast that's going to uh, praise fighters for making money. You know, we understand how taxing the sport is. You want to know how taxing a boxing match is? Go look at Conor McGregor's career after he got into that little <laughs> yeah. quote-unquote fight with uh, Floyd Mayweather. That guy has not looked the same since. Or should I call him boy, since he likes to call people boy. Yeah. That boy hasn't looked the same since. Yeah, he's looking pretty punchy right now. He, I mean, he's looked really, really bad. And, like, you know, that is a guy that was, like, what, the number one pound-for-pound MMA fighter before? And then, mm. or, I mean, I wouldn't have said that because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. He was, with he was really good in his uh, two divisions, but I think John Jones is better. Skilled. Well, of course, you know, but, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah. John Jones McGregor's was big pills yeah. and McGregor wasn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> McGregor on. ain't never told, told Joe he had a huge cock. <laughs> okay. That, that was John Jones. Uh, if you don't get the meme, Google it. Uh <laughs> You'll, 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 you'll see, you know, he needs that extra, you know, fucking boost. Actually don't Google it. Okay. The, the, the <laughs> phrasing there's, I don't know how you're going to phrase that where you don't get some suspect results. <laughs> yeah. The FBI might start knocking on your door. Just, uh, just, just do John Jones, Dick pills, uh, podcast and you'll, you'll get the full story there. But, but so like, I'm not faulting Canelo for what he's doing. I think he's still getting paid in the middle of a pandemic. Um, with making making chicken salad out of a, a real bad hand that we've all been dealt, okay? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, but we do have to look at, is there any harm being done here? Because he's now fighting very frequently. And over the last, uh, over his last two fights, he's fought two opponents that have posed absolutely no, like no, they have not even challenged him. They have looked like real, like really bad fights. Like especially the Callum Smith had looked actually way worse than anybody thought it was going to be. Especially when you consider like Callum Smith was like a world champion. Okay, and um, I mean you know you could put that in quotes if you'd like, but I'm going to call him a world champion. Okay, and but my question is like, look, if he's fighting four times a year and this is what we can expect, like, is this good? Is there harm being done? On what level of harm do you mean? Because I for think him, I got him for the sport. Things. You can. You I, I think okay. So when the sport, in a greater thing, when you get in a greater picture, like when you got Triller coming in, and then you got the zone throwing money around. Are we gonna get to them? There is a bit of harm comes when these guys start to lose money. And then because of the nature of their business, because they can raise money from a lot of people because someone was dumb enough to give money in the first place, then they blame boxing. And so the, the, you'll see these, like, I believe bo- like, boxing's in a pretty big peak period that has gone through before. And, you know, you see people always talk about, well, why isn't boxing on TV? Like it was in the old days. Well, one's competition, grandpa, you know? And the two is that this is exactly what used to happen in the peak days. They started putting on shit fights and people started losing money and people stopped watching. So 
that's a bigger thing. But for Canelo himself, that's not his fucking worry. If someone's going to be dumb enough to pay him for, for, for these fights, he can take it, you know. But for Canelo himself, you saw that top rank was willing to put that uh, Josh Taylor fight, Jose Ramirez fight on Cinco de Mayo weekend. You know, they were, they were going to take that fucking date, you know, until the zone begged them not to do it. And they moved and then, you know, the zone turned around and tried to fuck, you know, top rank on that purse bid. But that no one ever would have fucking done that to Canelo before. They never would have shot and said, you know what? We're going to put fucking uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend in May in Vegas. And I was saying we're that we're going to put our best fight on the on the docket against you. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Like, obviously, you can you can try to challenge with like a low level fight. But like, yeah, you're not expected to. That's not competing. They were trying to compete. Yeah. And I said that, I've been saying that for a while. I'm saying I've always felt Canelo is starting to become weak because of this DAZN thing. And nothing showed it more than fucking top rank taking a shot at, you know, thinking of mine. Hmm. And then they got swindled out. It was kind of stunning that top rank got swindled by, you know, such a bunch of dummies like DAZN. But I mean, uh, they, they got played twice. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's the thing. Three times actually. If you burn top rank, uh, you better make sure you have no other business with them. <laughs> no, I'm gonna bet on them. They're, they're gonna make your life fucking hell. Uh see, I I'll take this from a different perspective. Yeah, go ahead. But like, you know, we're 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 dancing around the same thing here. I think the impact for for Canelo is that if you're fighting this frequently and you're setting like you're setting setting the stage for like this is what my fights are i i think you do this again and it's like people start to say well i'm not that interested in this like you you just beat up somebody who's like like is a joke you know this is why people didn't buy Golovkin fights like yeah we watched you fight on hbo four times against guys that you just knock out real quick but nobody's willing to pay for that because yeah, you, like you're just like I know what this is like this isn't worth yeah. the money. But you can't drive that through to a lot of the fanboys that uh, people. Sure, they might like knockouts, but after a while, it's just like there's no there's no thrill there. Well, it's a good thing that our listeners are not fanboys like that, and they're all smart, and they mm -hmm. don't they don't play that game. Well, and here's another fanboy thing. What was the price of this uh, pay per view? Forty nine. Was like fifty bucks. Yeah. So they said, well, if they lower the price, it, you know, it'll go booming. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think hey, so. If this fight does a million buys, then, well, then I was proven wrong for all those years saying, no, if you lower the price, they're still going to fucking pirate this shit. You know? But I, I would say that even 50 bucks is not what people are talking about. People, well, people talk about they, lowering they, the price pay-per-view. They're like, they, you know, 20 they, bucks. They, that fucking Chocolatito Estrada pay-per-view should do about seven million because it's twenty-five bucks. I think it's thirty. Oh no, yeah, you're right. It's twenty-five bucks. Yeah. yeah. So Which... well, then definitely with those two powerhouses of the boxing world, that that should just like fucking set the all-time buy record. Damn, I can't. I can't wait for Ryan and Fortuna or wherever whoever the fuck he's fighting next uh, to, <laughs> to to light the pay-per-view uh, record on sale. Yeah. But like, I I just think that. This type of event, okay, this overproduced uh, but not very competitive event, like there, there's definitely like 
there's a limit to what we can do. And like, look, this the 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 Canelo versus Yildirim fights, people are just going to tune out of them. And I don't think like you know that doesn't mean that they're not going to be successful. I think people are still always going to watch Canelo, but it's going to lose something, and we'll see his star diminish as it already has been because. Uh, he's now be- fighting on a streaming service that you know a lot of people still have not heard of and are definitely not signed up for. But like yeah. you know, th- th- it's just th- these situ- these these events that he's doing now are disappointing. And I know people are like, oh my god, but the ring walk or you know whatever theatrics, <laughs> right? Whatever theatrics you may be impressed with, that's all. That's fine. That's all fine and good. But you have to deliver the product. You can't go to a fucking restaurant. And be like, serve me the most amazing no, uh, or cake you, icing. You're... And you're like, wait, but you didn't get steak? You didn't get a meal? They're like, no, no, but I got icing. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> that That's only good if you got the damn meal. Who goes to a restaurant and gets cake icing? If you want to see like, amazing no, ring walks, you could watch wrestling because they do this shit all the time. Well, I, I have a, a take that wrestling is the only cool things of, of wrestling are like finishing moves, the ring walks, and like occasionally the cool moves that happen throughout the match. But for the most part, wrestling is kind of boring. Yeah. And like, you know, boxing has tried, uh, you know, doing fancy ring walks and stuff and everything. But, you know, it's it, it, this ring walk isn't going to cover the fact that he's fighting Avni Ildrum, you know. Like you, they, you, they, you they just, would have had to do more shit. They would have had to like start blowing shit up for me <laughs> for me to ignore that he's fighting Avni Ildrum. Okay, I, I probably wouldn't wouldn't have minded that if they would have said, "All right, we know this fight's not going to be great, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna fucking crash some cars. We're gonna do a muscle yeah. truck, a stunt show, and everything like that." Then I'll be like, "All right, fine, I can't." We're we're gonna launch the crew from Jackass into the sky yeah. out of a cannonball. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, I can we'll, get behind all of that. What's that? What's that motocross dude who does all the stunts too? He does all the tricks there. Travis uh, Pastrana. Uh, like yeah, or, yeah, yeah. If they would have had him jumping over the ring, okay, then then maybe I give it to you. I go okay. Yeah. Not, then all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. I'll I'll put up with Abney Ildrum, but not some fucking reggaeton dude dancing and singing. Well, uh, con- concerts just don't work in boxing. Like it just never has. Yeah. I don't know why we yeah. keep doing it. Remember when uh, Andre Ward had like the full on concert before his fight with Paul Smith? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, was, everyone uh, complained about it. Rock Nation. Yeah. Remember when people complained about like the circus stuff? Um, I think it was for uh, Floyd. I think Floyd, Floyd did it for Maidana. Perfect. Yeah, I've liked the circus entrance. And people went, like, they lost their minds about how dumb and stupid that was. Well, see, so that's that's what's so fucking funny to see these same voices going, oh, man, Canelo's ring walk is so impressive. It was so great. (laughs) You guys just shit all over anyone else. I was like, like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) Like, I I don't even don't like it. I don't even dislike it. I just don't get it. Okay, so I sort of, yeah, one, you know, you're like, what? Okay. One, I don't like reggaeton because I'm a Shabba Ranks fan. So to me, they're just ripping off the master. So, uh, oh, shout out to people. Reggaeton uses a Shabba Ranks song as their bass uh, music. See, that's how deep I go. You ain't got no Tom Cody here. Doesn't know what the kids are up to. All right, you damn hick. Move on with your point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I probably forgot it. So that okay, <laughs> that thing, even like that's a little weird, a little excessive. But you know, other guys do the ring walks with you know like rappers and everything, or they have bands. Okay, okay. So that even though it was a bit excessive because it was like it was almost as long as the fucking fight itself. Uh that intro video was fucking bizarre. <laughs> that is pure Eddie Hearn fucking UK Eurovision song contest fucking cheese. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, he's Miami Vice. Hey, you guys remember Miami Vice? Oh fucking really? No. no. I've never seen it. <laughs> Just like, what the I'm fuck? not 45, okay? Canelo Sorry. Wasn't, I think Canelo wasn't even born when Miami Vice was on. I remember because I'm fucking old. You know, it's just like it, it's so fucking weird. It, it, it was just so bad, you know, and it's just like it was just cheese. You know, it was just so I, that's cheese. how I would describe it. I know I some people it, liked it, but like, no, don't. I, I want some steak. Don't give me the sizzle. Give me the yeah, steak. Yeah. Like, uh, I like big buildups if they're for big fights because then you're sort of uh you're elevating your game but this one is like trying to put lipstick on that fucking pig and it just you know, it's yeah crazy, you yeah know? it's like oh yeah it's a good oh, way to man. put it and it was funny because I saw someone on Twitter say, what the fuck next? Are they really going to start bringing in sweet Caroline for these fights? You know, it's just like it's just it's fucking horrible. We are almost there. But um, like, and that's, but that's it. What the fuck was with that delay? What delay? Between, between the last fight and the fucking main event. They had to wait for the Darrell fight to finish. <laughs> he was like, who the fuck knows? And that was a planned delay. As we saw, I think it was what Boxing Insider. They had the run sheet of the, the fucking staging for the fights. So they had a block where they, they knew beforehand, we are not going to start Canelo's fight before this fucking time and for what reason they had to wait for the Durrell fight to finish probably international stuff i don't know international the fuck he's fighting a dude in turkey and this is on at like i don't know two in the morning there it's like a six seven hour difference i think i mean it's 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 really ridiculous uh i i really hate the anthems like at fights like look for one can we just acknowledge that the anthems aren't good songs like you never turn on the, the Star Spangled Banner because you're like, let me just listen to something right now. You've never done that. You've never been like, yo, let me get this. Uh, let me get Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl. Let me listen to this. Nah, as great as that was, you're never gonna listen to that again. You probably aren't even gonna hit play on Jimi Hendrix doing the the national anthem at Woodstock. You're gonna listen to something else. Could we not do that? Like, I don't know. We just don't need to hear it. Okay, so I like, like to the, hear the Mexican. This is the Olympics. Like We're not going to war. <laughs> I like to hear the the Mexican anthem though. I don't care about the Mexican anthem. I I don't know. The Mexican think, anthem uh, is is but for Canelo fight. I think that that adds some hype to it. He walks out to me. Mexico Lindo. Yeah, well, yeah, there that's his real. Well, he it's is. like you can't no, get any more prideful. I, like by the way, I wonder what the American version of it like like is it walking out to Born in the USA. Is it walking out to I'm a real American? <laughs> Living my, in America. <laughs> Living in my, my 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 personal pick is Ray Charles. You know which song? Uh, America the Beautiful? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a little slow. 
I would say James Brown living in America. <laughs> not, what other songs could, could, could yeah. like you, you're fighting, you're, you're fighting, um, Mohammed bin Salman in Saudi Arabia. What song are you on? Well, actually you're Canadian and you like have probably one song, but pretend you weren't, uh, a shameful Canadian who doesn't have a ton of songs about your country. Yeah, most of our songs are like most of your songs are from South Park. <laughs> no, actually, they're from a dude called Stompin' Tom Connors. He was a big uh, country music. That fan. dude sound like you said that, and I heard a slur. <laughs> Somebody called me a slur, and it was him. Nah, 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 no, he wasn't that country. Stompin but he, but just the name, the name kind of sounds like that. It, it gave me a vibe. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you ever want to hear songs about grown potatoes? <laughs> Right. Um, if if he were to fight Caleb Plant and Caleb Plant came out, like, what would be the song that people lose their minds to? Like, you're oh my making God. that way too easy. It's going to be Bubba Sparks. <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be Bubba Sparks. Does Bubba Sparks got America Pride song? I don't think so. No, but it's Caleb Plant. You know, he's fucking Bubba Sparks. He's, he's, I bet if like we listened, well, I, I don't listen to country, but if I listen to country, I'd have so many good like songs I could say right here. But um, anyway, that's how interesting that fight was. Like this conversation is way more fun to have. Uh, anyway, so like prior to the fight, there was this huge campaign and I'm not going to lie. I kind of, I don't know if I started this, but I definitely participated in it and I helped further it because <laughs> I, uh, am a well-balanced individual with also nothing to do with my life. And I was defending the WBC where people were blaming it and trying to defend this matchup for Canelo because, and, and I still believe this on some level, the fight made sense to make, because the WBC said this was the fight to make. Now, put aside that Avni Yildirim hadn't fought in two years. Put aside that Avni Yildirim hasn't won a fight. I can't even remember the last time Avni Yildirim won a fight. Like, it's literally been longer than two years. Uh, let's forget that Avni Yildirim, when he last fought in two years ago, also lost that fight. Let's just ignore all of those things. The WBC, for whatever reason, said this is the fight you gotta fight because we're stupid and we agreed... Uh, to some request that Yildrim's people made that he'd get a shot at the WBC title because David Benavidez um, decided like to be Amber. a naughty boy. <laughs> okay. And like, I defended that and I said, okay, fine, whatever. If they're going to pay $25 million, you know, only 15 million more than anybody else was willing to pay, which is not that bad. Um, Avni gets a comeback fight yet too. And yeah, Avni's gonna make probably seven figures for his next fight after Canelo because you know he's gonna get the big rub uh, over here. <laughs> he's gonna be a huge star now. Yeah, obviously, Avni Yoldrup the next fight probably gonna be on pay per view. Uh, probably, I mean, fuck, just put him against Kovalev. Seriously, yeah, he's like Teofimo. He be, be, you know, he was in with the best, so now he gets all of Canelo's powers. That's literally how it works. When you beat that person, you just absorb them. You're yeah. like I, fucking Kirby. And you might think Avni lost, but he got paid three million dollars for that fucking effort. And he's got another one coming, and he's pr like probably like he's like he might get one of those little easy fights. But anyway, I defended the fight, okay? We have hindsight now. And we saw how it played out, which wasn't pretty. So do you still... Well, I don't know if you ever gave Canelo a pass, but like, are you giving him a pass today for 
putting us through what we we had to sit through last night? Uh, no, because uh, Canelo didn't have to take this fight. The WBC said he would he could even avoid this mandatory. Canelo insisted on this fight, just like he insisted fighting on Callum Smith in December. You know, Canelo wouldn't move off that December date. That's why a lot of people didn't even uh, bid on that. Because Canelo, because they're like, well, no, there's not enough time to put on a pay-per-view. And Dazen's like, yeah, we're dumb enough to pay. <laughs> so I don't give him a pass because he's fighting Billy Joe Saunders next. Billy Joe Saunders sucks. You know, it, it, he's, he's fucking awful. His biggest win was what? Andy Lee? Uh, I... I don't know if it's between him or Saunders or not Saunders, obviously, um, or Eubank. Yeah, but Eubank isn't that good. No, he's not. You know, Andy Lee, at least, you know, that guy could swing. He could bang. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying he was a great fighter. I mean, he got like, let's not forget that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. beat the hell out of him, but okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that was a beatdown, okay? Beat the living piss out of him. And I know Jim Lampley cried because, oh my God, Chavez Jr.'s weight bullying him. And it's like, yeah, but Chavez Jr. also doesn't know how to box very well. <laughs> so if you lose to him, that's on you. And he was smoking weed through the whole training camp. So it's just... He was smoking weed on the on the ring walk. Yeah. They thought like, that that was fireworks. So I was like, no, that's Chavez Jr. He lit up. If you, if you can't beat a dude who's smoking weed, it's like there's something wrong with you. Honestly, it's not a Chavez Jr. problem. Yeah, but I'm saying that's his best win. It was five fucking years ago. If you could look at the guy that he fought between Eubank and Andy Lee, and he was a dude with like 12 wins and 30 some losses. These are the people that the legend of Billy Joe Saunders is this what who the he fucking decisioned a 38 year old Martin Murray? Like this is the threat to Canelo. It's the same dumb bullshit that that people think of Josh Kelly reminded them of Roy Jones Jr. You, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. I, I ain't like, wasting oh, my time yeah. on on a guy that Billy Joe Saunders is a select fighter. <laughs> the fuck, he almost lost to some dude from Colombia there in that fucking YouTube undercard. Uh, yeah, yeah. And what then someone put a clip up on Twitter of it. Uh, I was goofing on saw another, uh, was that guy Zufari or something like that? He was fighting where he got clipped, you know. Safari, I, I mean, I, I, I want to give Canelo a pass because it's like, look, maybe I, I'm a little bit of like a if you lay out the rules, if you play, tell me the rules of the game, I'll play by them. Okay, yeah, I'm, but he's insisting on these fights. That's the thing. These are the fights he wants. It's not a, well, he's taking the mandatory because the mandatory said, fucking WBC gave him a pass. They said he isn't the fight, Elder. The weirdest thing is how Elder maintained his mandatory in the WBC since the guy failed for two fucking steroids. You know, it wasn't no contaminated meat. That dude was straight up fucking doing therapy with fucking, you know, you know, non-medical use steroids. <laughs> it's just, but, it's like, it's just fucking hilarious. So yeah, I, speaking I of steroids, the heavyweight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but the, so here's my argument for why I'm not giving him a pass. Now, I ultimately, I I'm just like whatever. I don't care. But part of the reason why I I like no pass is because 
I was sitting here and like, I've said this on a podcast before, Canelo ain't Floyd, okay? Stop comparing him to Floyd, he ain't Floyd in many, many ways. But we'll have to use Floyd as, as an example here. And maybe this is making the argument that he ain't Floyd, but like Floyd would, if the WBC would have told Floyd this, he would have said, go fuck yourself. I ain't doing that. You can either let me fight for the title and I fight whoever I choose and we do a big event and make a lot of money and you get your little cut and you shut up or I won't fight for your title. So you make the decision. Are you going to go with what I say or are you going to go with you say? And if they yeah. say, well, we said to Yildirim, he'd be like, I don't know who that is. You ain't you ain't making no deals with people I don't know. I like and that would have been it. I like that Canelo said Andrade was too boring, and yet he fucking insisted on fucking fighting Yildirim. I mean, like, far be it from us to defend Andrade. You know, uh, we, he's a fucking lot. He's a fuck of a lot better than fucking Abney Yildirim. Well, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Is like, I, you, you, Andrade's got some skills. You know, yeah. he's got skills. Yeah. Yildirim didn't even come with skills. Like, he, like, I, put he on basically did what I would have done. His Joshua Claudie impersonation. <laughs> he just tried to... Nah, I don't know about that. At least Joshua Claudie, when he was in his guard, could protect his head and body. Well, that was it. It was it was just like Josh Kelly's Roy Jones Jr. impersonation. You know, it was shitty. And that's what, you know, Abney Elder I'm looking it up with. The Sufi. That's who I was thinking of. Billy Joe Saunders got tagged by fucking the Sufi. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is the guy that's going to trouble Canelo. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, unless you're in, unless you're getting paid by Daniel Kinahan, like most of the British media is, <laughs> you just stop it. Just fucking stop it. This, this, okay. So this is why I will give Canelo a pass for a lot of this stuff. It's because he's showing how awful these fucking European and UK fighters are. And I've been saying it for years. I've been saying these guys are not good. You know, when everyone was getting hyped over the, you know, World Boxing Super Series, and, you know, you got George Grove versus Calum Smith, and they're all hype. I'm like, these guys are fucking terrible. And now Canelo is showing it. He's showing that these guys are really fucking bad. You know, so you got this whole hype machine that's breaking down. And it's just like uh, Josh Kelly getting wiped out by some dude off the, you know, fucking streets of Guadalajara. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it, I love that aspect of this, you know, this big, ah, these are where the fights are. You know, UK's got two fighters and they're both in the heavyweight division. And one of them's uh, a little suspect. At this point, that might be true, especially if Josh Taylor loses to Jose Ramirez. I'm not um, big on Taylor. I, I, I know I, you're not. Dude, yeah, that dude rabbit punches like a motherfucker. But you that's know, he, that's, he that's all they got. You know, and here's the thing. If Taylor went up against Bud, what's going to happen? Um, He'd be in the hospital like Zhang Zee Lee. <laughs> yeah. Especially if he fucking tries to rabbit punch Bud. <laughs> Bud would fucking cripple that dude. By the way, guys, um, we should probably mention Zhang Zee Lee wasn't did have to go to the hospital seems like he's suffering from like severe dehydration uh he showed a lot of the signs and symptoms of that including like an early onset of renal failure which what? you know means that your kidneys aren't working and like if you don't have any you know water in your system the, the old kidneys will uh shut down so that's what it seems like the, the question i have is like you're a heavyweight you weren't required to like drain out or anything 
How'd you get dehydrated? You must sweat like crazy. You might have worked out too much, you know. This is the same thing as like, you know, when people were like all over Floyd, you know, for using the IV for hydration. And they're like, what, he isn't at the cut weight? It's like, well, <laughs> if you work out too much, you could you could be in perfect shape. If you don't fucking drink enough water, you can fucking end up with a real failure. Well, yeah, water is fairly important to those of us. And also, by the way, we should also mention that uh, that's, that's, that's why same-day weigh-ins don't happen anymore is because dudes would go into fights still drained and then yeah. they sweat. And then guess what? You have Zhang Zili. So uh, for anybody who's ever been on the the kick of like, oh, you know, we should do same-day weigh-ins so people can't wait bully. It's like, nah, bro, we've been down this road before and it's healthier this way. And until the... A lot of dead boxers. Until the physicians come up with a way to say like, hey, you know, it's a lot safer if you do it, you know, whatever way, then cool. You, they, you know what? They should probably weigh in Monday. Imagine that. They, you weigh in Monday and you just show up however you want on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Cut them loose, you know. Like, when, well, when, you see, California is trying to fix it by either calling off fights, which is really ballsy because no one wants to call fights off because that just means they stop coming to your state, you know, promoters, they'll start avoiding you. We got the leverage though. We got the, probably the most hardcore boxing fans in the country. Well, that's the thing. So that's why California can still get, you know, that cause cause Cali's, you know, it's a fucking massive state. Sure. Iowa though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but see if we so, can so show box here again they will if if you miss weight in california you're bumped up to the next weight class for your next fight you know if it's in if it's in cali you know they're they're saying nah you, you got to move up because you're obviously you, you can't manage your cut and everything <laughs> yeah you're obviously either a unable to make this weight or b unwilling yeah <laughs> we'll make the decision for you pal yeah. So, and that's it, you know, with the way water loading's going, as these guys learn these, you know, old wrestling techniques, it, it, they're putting themselves in fucking risk. Uh, and for an advantage that really, they're actually at a disadvantage. Um, it works if you're way better <laughs> than your opponent. If you're up against a good opponent, it, it, the fucking all this weight cutting doesn't really help you. You know, and that's why you can see guys like uh, Floyd and Bernard, you know, even Rocky Marciano, Rocky didn't have to cut, but he always stayed like he was like one of the first guys to maintain that year round, you know, in shape stuff of the modern era boxers. But that's it. If you, you stick around your weight class, you can perform a lot fucking better or a lot longer. But, oh, yeah. You know, we're seeing that with Canelo right now. Remember, it, we, we used to talk about Canelo draining himself and not being able to make weight. Seems like the, the what, once he got to a weight where he didn't have to yeah. struggle anymore, this dude has stepped it up to another level. Are you going to now try to say that's why he lost to Floyd? Weight trainer? No, he lost to Floyd because he's not as good. Like, bro, you you like I, I'm not I'm not one to make excuses for a guy losing. You he lose usually because you're not as good. Too young, couldn't beat that 36 year old fucking you know small no leg having small ass welterweight dehydrated needed an iv welterweight yeah he got freud waited till canelo was young uh yeah um anyway that's that's enough for this card there's a bunch of you know prospect level stuff we're gonna just skip over all of that 
I could go on about this card and fucking shit, but yeah, I know we a- could, but like then, you know, yeah, we I'd be late for work. <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 rated R takes we're saving for later. <laughs> um, anyway, did, I, did, was it a? I don't know if I saw a tweet or something like this. Somebody said something about Kate Abdo not ha- wearing a ring. If you want to hear that conversation, you know that's over on Patreon, on our Patreon thing, which we'll tell oh, you about yeah. later. I didn't think she was married. Uh, she was like engaged or married or dating one of the dudes from uh, that radio show. Barack. There. But then uh, I met up with her during the pandemic and <laughs> she got her shook. I got the story now. I'll tell you guys later. Anyway, um, Anthony Durrell, he fought Kyron Davis to a draw. This was over on Fox. Um, the big story of this card happened in the opener where uh, we talked about this on our pregame podcast on our Patreon feed. Young Vito no longer hey. trained by Joe Goosen. Yeah. Now, we're not going to talk about that because we already talked about it, but uh, let's just say we both disagreed on uh, the particular excuse um, that Vito gave for no longer training with the uh, wise old Joe Goosen. I anyway, think I believe his thing here. Yeah, I well, I I wasn't born yesterday, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you roll up the Goosen's gym and tell him to quit ducking? So give uh, me this no. Coppinger scoops in there. No, because last time I, I I was in his gym, I mentioned Andre Ward and I got punched. <laughs> um, there's a really good joke there that some of you might have gotten. Um, you have to tell me that one. I said, oh. Joe Andre Ward sued Goosen Tudor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I fucking forgot. Yeah, Dan. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Andre Ward lost that one. Undefeated in the ring, but in the courtroom, he took an L. Anyway, Goosen sued and won, and the other, uh, Andre sued and lost. Um,. Yeah, so Darrell... Darrell versus uh, Davis, what's your take on that fight? I think Darrell's slipping. N- not enough for me to... like. It's not like he's, he's slipping from a far place. Like The dude is slipping from being a 36-year-old super middleweight who has been in some grueling fights over the course of their career, coming Fuck. off of a stoppage. They kept calling it a knockout loss. It's like, motherfuckers, have you, did you watch the fight? It wasn't a knockout. Benavidez did not knock him out. He got stopped. There's there's levels to this. And the reason why is I think sometimes a stoppage paints a far different picture. You know, somebody gets knocked out. You don't think grueling 10-round fight where that guy got pummeled. Uh, yeah. You just think like maybe one punch. It's like, oh, he got knocked out. Got caught with a shine and see. No, no, no. That's not what happened. Darrell was doing well in that fight, which people that, you know, like to bring up. He's actually and I'll give him credit. He was winning rounds or being competitive in the rounds, but like the fight quickly slipped away from him and it became like really rough to watch in that Benavidez fight. And yeah, so I think add all those things up. The punch and uh, the fight was stopped. So yeah, it was stopped. So it's, it's not like, yeah, it was, it was weird that they kept circling around. And I think Goosen was trying to correct that knowledge. Well, that it was a stoppage loss. It's like, yeah, he was cut. Well, Goosen's <laughs> the only one on that broadcast team that actually seems to care about his job. But um I like Lennox, you know, he's he's you know he does what he's Lennox is so rich, like he does not care. Yeah, well, he's, he's just nice having guy. fun. Yeah, 
Uh, he just he's just talking with this boy Joe. Uh, I, and, I, and, and I miss the days when Chris Myers would just sit back and let those guys argue about dumb shit. You know, yeah, like they, almost like he had some respect for them, and it's like, yo, let me ask this question and let you guys figure out. It was a fun arguing, you know. Yeah, it was a discussion. Yeah, between we don't agree it. with everything, but like we have fun, like getting you know, working out what the middle ground is and what there is to discuss. But that's really not what Brian Kenny does. But I don't know. I, I think Darrell's slipping, but it's like I'm yeah. not. It's it's not like he's slipping. Like oh my god, this is like overnight. This guy's washed. It's like oh no no no. This is a 36 year old dude who's like at the end of it. You know, similar to Golovkin. Like I don't think Golovkin is like slipping in the sense that like this dude like it's like no Golovkin's slipping because he's 37 years old and like he's been in some tough fights over the past few years and had a long amateur resume or a career. Like this is what happens when dudes get older and they aren't savvy enough like Floyd or uh, Hopkins to disguise it or find a way to work around it i mean hopkins so masterful i like i mean floyd was like hopkins was never as good as floyd was okay but no. hopkins like the dude was just so like like a magician the way he hid every everything that wasn't good down to the matchmaking like carl Murat. We gave him credit for Carl Murat and Babut Shumanov. Like, think about that. That's how desperate we were to tell the Bernard Hopkins tale is that we ignored the fact that he was fighting for the, the WBA regular title and we were awarding our guy like he was winning uh, like undisputed at 175. That really wasn't the case of what we were dealing with there. But well, that was the game we were playing back then. B-Hop is charming to a certain population of the sport, you know? But he, but but also, it's like, we just wanted to root for him. It's like, dude, you've been around forever. Like, we want to root for you. Because he had personality. He's and he'd like, choose guys that you would never root for. It's like, you were never going to root for, for Tavares Cloud or Carl Moret. Yeah, you know, like, B-Hop's a dude with a jail for his being a strong-arm robbery. And then, well, I mean, me too, but like, come on, let's not judge. <laughs> You know, he consistently lied about things. He lost lawsuits because he lied about shit, you know, but he's still, you know, fucking love B-Hop. But yeah the, yeah, the way he could enforce a game plan on the dudes is a pretty impressive, even if they were like below what should be there. <laughs> when you're that fucking old, come on. I mean, but the yeah. only lawsuit I ever lost was to Prince for playing his music, but that's like neither here nor there. Yeah, I deserve that. Uh, anyway, there's not much else to talk about here. Our no, boy. Well, uh, I'm not gonna like. I usually don't give a shit about the judges' score. Anyway, I um, I don't think this was a robbery. I think they were a bit because I even said it. I said you know before the decision came in, uh, some judges get fooled by that sort of touch punching that fucking Davis was doing. He was getting some good shots in, but a lot of them weren't. And a lot of them were catching the gloves. So I don't know if they just had the bad angle on it and it looked like he was coming around the guard. But you could see like a lot of those hooks were, you know, Darrell was catching them on his gloves, which is why Lennox was so insistent on that Darrell was winning the fight. Yeah. I, I that, thought also it looked like Darrell was in control of the fight. And yeah, it looked obvious that in exchanges, Darrell was a lot better than what Kyron Davis was bringing. And it's not like Davis is terrible. It's just like, oh, 
there's a level of like mastery we're seeing with Darrell's punches and his combinations that we're not really seeing with, with Davis. Davis is like getting into skirmishes and landing some shots, but like he's not controlling things right here. Yeah, but that's the thing. Judges don't get the TV view. They don't see those angles. You know, they can only see. So if you don't see that it's catching the guys, you know, he's catching it on his glove. It looks like it's a fucking clean shot that's coming through. So that's why, like I said, it's, it's not, it's not. Uh, Darrell could have pressed it more, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like one of those, you ever like your car just doesn't quite work and you press the pedal and it's like, it just goes and it doesn't really go. Yeah, I had that when my engine blew up. So. Yeah, well, I mean, um, okay, but <laughs> that that was uh, what happened with Darrell. I mean, I don't know what happened with your car. Um, maybe it was dehydrated. I don't know, but Darrell, it seems like third gear, fourth gear, ain't exactly what it used to be. Well, he, yeah, he, he may not have. He may he may have like two point four, yeah, but he don't got no third gear. Yeah, he's a little long in the tooth, you know, and so so that might have been it. They might have been too concerned about him saving his energy because he was out of the ring and because he's old. But I, yeah, he could have pushed it. Um, all right, Kyron Davis also like, dude, like that dude could take a punch. I'll, I'll say that he got hit with some clean shots in that fight. Yeah, 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 he yeah he did. I I don't know what was going on with the shorts, but he could take a punch. Oh, that's I, I I was like, this this is like almost UFC style like biker shorts. Like, yeah. what are you doing? That was the only uh, Brian Kenny interjection that I actually enjoyed because the shorts. Like, yeah, he was like, yo, aren't those a little tight? Oh, fucking what? Breadman doesn't want to splurge for those shirts or something. He's, he's, he's like my 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 super featherweight fought last night. Um, yeah, we brought these chunks for you. You can wear them. It's like, I don't know, call up Russ Amber. He might loan you a pair of rival trunks. They're going, got to deal with them. The, the, those were tight, though. Like, he looked, yeah. and like, when when you say, like, the boxer trunks, like, usually it, they don't resemble swimming trunks. Yeah, it's like Those John did. <laughs> like those were fucking board shorts. Those are 80s NBA shorts, you know. <laughs> that dude was tight. wearing some billabongs. Like, he was ready to go swimming. He just came in off the beach. Actually, you know, it looked like he'd been swimming because they were sticking to his legs. That's fine. You know, the fight was all right. But then, you know, uh, you start to lose interest. I think just because, you know, oh, wow, the fucking hell fight's coming. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah it's like uh, we said it. Darrell, you know, he doesn't have he, a younger Darrell could have got that guy in he, trouble. Uh, one thing I know is Darrell would have been more competitive with Canelo than Yildrum. Well, yeah, because he beat the piss out of fucking Avni. Yeah. Uh, anyway, those are the fights. I mean, there's obviously undercard fights we could mention. Michelle Rivera rejected last year. Yeah. Uh, all I was okay. So I just want to say one more thing on this. I want to pull my Tom card. <laughs> I was really. Oh, you're going to say your dad? Never mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was really hoping for Drell to win, just to see if Breadman would shit on Davis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what he does. When his fighters lose, it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Breadman. He blocked me on Twitter. Win. 
when they win suddenly well, of course he blocked me ages ago <laughs> when they win you know he's got all the inside scoop and it's because of his genius when they lose ah, that guy wouldn't listen to me <laughs> yeah i mean hater but okay go on to the rest of the fights i thought yeah there were some good prospects yeah michelle rivera he got a win um, he looked really good. It looks like he's like one step away from like legit big fight uh, relative to like a young guy. You know, I'm not saying he's fighting Canelo. Okay, relax. But I would think that he'd be more competitive than Yildrum. Uh, Vito looks massive. He looks like a fool. Like he's becoming a man. And yeah. 147 probably ain't it for him. And uh, also, as we mentioned, he's no longer with Joe Goosen. We had some... Uh, differing opinions on what the hell happened there um jesus ramos uh knocked out a guy that on paper looked like was a really good fight and then we actually saw it and it was like oh we got a caesar juarez situation here this dude just came from his day job <laughs> yeah it's it's like that's when you know those box rec rankings <laughs> sort of get exposed yes exactly it was, that was definitely a Man, Boxrag, you really on some bullshit today. Um, <laughs> Formula needs to be adjusted. On the Canelo card, Zhang Zili and uh, Jerry Force had a bit of a, a, a tear up. Wasn't it a draw? Uh, yeah. And, and then, then didn't <laughs> Zhang say he wanted AJ or something? In the yeah, he did want AJ. <laughs> he got a draw. I was like. I'm calling you out, AJ. It's like, what? You didn't win the fight. I mean, like, to be fair, I was playing pool the other day, and I won, and immediately after, I called out AJ, too. <laughs> so I understand how, like, you know, it's that... thing. <laughs> it's, it, it just, it takes over. It's just something you do, like, you know, people say Kobe when they, you know, sink the fucking, you know, into the paper, into the garbage basket, you know? Yeah, like, I, I hit... Yeah. I, I hit the ball. So I, I hit, there, there's, some, there's a green ball and a red ball left. I hit the green ball. It hit the red ball. The red ball goes in. And I was like, bring on Minnesota Fats. <laughs> uh, if anybody's seen The Hustler, you probably get that reference. The Color of Money 2, you're casting it. Um, the Color of Money 2, probably uh, more likely that people have seen that one. Yeah. But, you know, if you're, if you're, <laughs> If you're over you're, the age of 40, maybe you know what I'm talking about? Well, no, I think The Hustler survives because it's a great film. So It is great. Ahead of its time as well, yeah. I think. Paul Newman, great in that movie. It's fucking and, <laughs> dude, I, I don't know what it is, but like, there's, there's that, the movie The Hustler, and then there's an episode of The Twilight Zone about pool. And like, just seeing these like crazy shots these guys make and the way they shoot is like hypnotic. It's hard to not watch it and like not be fascinated. I don't know. It's like watching people cook on TV. Anyway, uh, okay. Here's a fun one. Tiafimo Lopez. You may have heard of him. He's mm -hmm. a he. He has like the Monstars absorbed the powers of Vasily Lomachenko. Yes. But but what he didn't absorb was a commitment to fighting on ESPN because his next fight is <laughs> not going to be on ESPN. Be on I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh, if you're wondering, oh man, I really like Tiafimo Lopez. Why is he not going to fight on ESPN? He better not be going to PBC or whatever. 
probably you're not saying that if you're listening to this podcast. You're probably being like, damn, he better not be fighting. No, no, no. He's going to fight on Triller, okay? And it's going to be pay-per-view. Don't worry. You'll be able to buy it. It'll be on pay-per-view, probably like 70 bucks. I don't know. Tiafimo's next fight, uh, a Triller pay-per-view, unless you know, you're know you one of their investors or something. I don't know. Um, he's going to be fighting George Cambosos, who was the mandatory. And uh, the fight went to a purse bid. That's how this happened. And despite Top Rank's best efforts to collude with <laughs> their opposition in order to artificially deflate it's the... not antitrust because they didn't contact everyone to not make a bid. So, you, you know, bid collusion, they, you know... The open well, market. it's not like... There, there were like two parties that gave a fuck about this. So in my, in my money, they did try their best to contact everybody. And um, so, but Top Rank... They actually went out and tried to collude so that, or, you know, there's, there may be a more friendly version to say that. I don't know. They, they really tried to, um, you know, make handshake agreements or they, they were just um, playing with their friends. I don't know. And they tried to say like, hey, don't bid on this fight, okay? Because we're only going to bid what it's worth. And uh, we don't want you to actually pay Tiafimo close to what he thinks he's worth. We want to make sure he gets paid what we say he's worth and matchroom was like oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 we will try that and then they actually bid and funnily funnily enough if you really think about it their bid wasn't very high you know tfimo was only going to get maybe 500 grand more than what top rank was actually offering him not purse bid but actually like trying to negotiate for and um but then Schuller came in and was like went with the yolo bid and they said uh yeah, what about um six million? Six million and a little bit more. Which is six money. million plus what we got in our pockets right now. Six million on Teofimo Lopez, who hasn't even done a gate. Now you know, like Lomachenko was uh, a massively popular fighter on ESPN, you know, four million views you usually get. And that dude could barely move like a couple hundred thousand tickets. You know, so this Teofimo Lopez again is like another bubble. They're in a bubble with his, you know, the takeover. The fuck? So you suckered one group into paying a lot of money for it, but you got to make sure that they, you know, the fight hasn't happened yet. It wouldn't be the first time someone dropped out of a, you know, purse bid fight. <clears throat> Rock. Why, why, are you, why are you throwing shots at Samson? Samson, who? Samson, remember that he, he won the Josh Taylor and uh, Kong Song, whatever his name was, Apnum, something like that. Oh, shit, I didn't even know about. He I was won talking. the first bit, and then was just like, "Yo, actually, I didn't intend to actually pay the money. Here you go, you can have it back." Oh uh, yeah, I was. Well, you know, Don King's infamous for doing. All no, that. actually, he won the purse bit, and then um, he posted the check. He sent it to them on Twitter to the IBF. But he accidentally posted it on Twitter on the timeline instead of the DM. So I emptied his bank account out because I had the screenshot of the check, and they did they defaulted on it. That's why Jimmy has a diamond collar now. That's exactly why. <laughs> uh, yeah. So not because I'm selling drugs. This whole schmozzle, uh, it's kind of like you know, top rank. This is the top rank did the zone a favor. You know, they didn't move off May 8th just because they went, oh, well, I guess maybe we won't do that date. The zone obviously fucking called them up and asked them. So if there's a little bit of horse trading going on there, 
So for top rank to go back and say, Hey, uh, you know, this purse bid, it'd be nice if you guys, you know, sort of stayed out of it, which could be, you know, it could be bid collusion, but that's it. It's like, they didn't contact everyone. They didn't block it. Cause Triller obviously won and, uh, main match room still put in a bid. So it's not like you, there's no case there to pursue anything illegal. Cause no one did follow through with, you know, the thing, the, the, the problem is, is that, uh, it's interesting that Coppinger is willing to burn top rank as a fucking source. You know, this dude's all in with Eddie Hearn now, which is well, funny. He, he says he, he's a very handsome guy. Yeah. And like, he's, he's uh, obviously, you know, all Hearn all the time now, you know, if it was ever in question, which it wasn't, but you burn top rank. Yeah, they're still a player, you know. Like they, they, they fucking Dan Raphael just made a comment about how Terrence Crawford should be fighting better opponents, and Bob kicked him out of the media section. You know, what do you think they're gonna do to cop? And cop doesn't have any contacts at PBC anymore because you know he 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 shit all over them because they wouldn't give him the scoop about you know Showtime schedule. It's like this dude's painting himself in a fucking corner, and, and he thinks Eddie's gonna throw him the fucking you know life raft, and he's gonna he's gonna get a shocker just like the zone once their fucking money runs out and they find out Eddie's like still rich. Uh so yeah, it's a lot of fuckery. In the end, Triller comes in with a bunch of dumb money, and you know I don't. That's what they do. They're trying to make noise. The weird thing is that they're uh, pushing a TikTok rival, and yet they're buying boxing fights for pay-per-view yeah I, I, see that that's the thing that's weird it's like if you were trying to make noise like wouldn't you try to get influencers from tiktok to jump over well they wouldn't they that make more sense they, they've tried that too but it, it, it doesn't work by the way like if you've ever used tiktok ain't no there's no like this is it like we're at that point where it's like there was a point where it's like no you're, you're not gonna beat facebook and then there was a point where it's like, you're, you're just not going to beat Instagram at what they're doing. And right now, it's like, you're not going to beat Twitter. Parlor, settle down. Okay, we know you got your little freedom of speech, quote unquote. You're Parlor's not, back, baby. You're not beating that. Twitter, okay? It's too big right now. And there's there's not going to... You may get a niche, like a little subsection, but like, you won't be mainstream. For one really shitty company that just loses money in these in these areas. And TikTok is just a phenomenal app. Like, granted, there may be some problems with privacy, but in terms of like the app and what it does and like the content, the curation of it, it is actually a very well made app. And yeah, so, like, you ain't competing with it. It's too big at this point. What the fuck is it? What does it even do? That's a weird thing. It's like, it's Twitter like, a, is like, is it's, it's kind of like, um, it's, it's kind of like Twitter. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's basically Vine. It's but like a, a much higher quality and like well because Vine came too early. Basically, it was like Vine was just like random clips and like now it's like we've under like you took what you learned from Vine. They took what they learned from Instagram and I, I think Pinterest actually is a really big ins, uh ins, well not an inspiration but Pinterest is really good at like giving you things that you're interested in. And like, kind of like you can explore into that topic and learn like a bunch of different things about what you like. 
And TikTok's been able to do that in these short videos where whatever your interest is in uh, is in. And it's like, you know, you could go to YouTube and like look at video reviews of products you like, or you can go on TikTok and see product like 20 second product reviews of somebody just using the product that you may want to buy. And that's like one part of it, obviously, but that's kind of like, you know, the the way TikTok works. And like, I've used it and I'm like, okay, I get it. This thing is awesome. And uh, I haven't even looked at it because I don't support the Chinese government. I'm like, you. I've been to China. It was a great place. Yeah, exactly. They, they, so, yeah, I'm starting to, to fucking. They, clean, they cleaned up just because they knew I was coming. Yeah. So I, 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 I messed with that, you know? Did they search my backpack every time I went on the, uh, or I didn't search it, but did I have to run my backpack through the little um, x-ray machine every time I got on the subway? Absolutely. Did I feel good about doing that? Absolutely. Yeah. You love the TSA too. What the fuck are we even talking about now? Oh, Triller. Um, we were talking about Triller. You, you wanted to say that they were spies for uh, some government. I don't know. No, um, that's TikTok. But I, I think like this is a pretty big deal for boxing. Now, I don't think boxing is going to change too much. That's the one thing. I don't think boxing is going to change at all. Do you really think Bob Arum is, and Al Heyman are sitting there uh, right now saying, damn, how do, how do we deal with this Triller? How, how are we going to compete? It, I don't think Triller, their competition, at least at this point, their competition or, or well, you, you could say like they're just not competition, and that's not even what they're trying to be for the players in boxing right now. What they're trying to do is like, hey, we're trying to make noise. As you said, they're trying to make a splash. They're trying to do something to get attention for their little app, and that's what they're doing. And they think, and here's the question, they think that the way to do this is with these one-off boxing events. Yeah, but we see, like I said, we've seen this fucking move before. This is where, you know, the sort of, peak in boxing starting to come because people are throwing dumbass money at dumbass fights. Yeah, this you is know. something that you said for for a while now is like it's uh good for the boxers like cash in if you're a boxer, but as far as uh if you if you really are concerned about the sport instead of, you know, Lance Pugmire talking about how uh Caleb Plant fights are going to destroy boxing. Uh this is the kind of shit that will sort of lead to the lull as well, people you- back when they, they start losing more and more money and they're like hey they'll blame boxing they won't blame the dumbass executives you know making these moves yeah you think um the bubble's gonna burst and the money's gonna roll out as people realize like oh wait this is actually not good for business but i think um in short term it's gonna be good i don't think i don't think triller losing money and i think ultimately they are gonna be losing money i don't think it's gonna be an issue because i think they intend to lose money I don't well, yeah, think they're here to make money. That's the new business style. Just piss away money because interest rates are near zero. So people don't have uh, ways to generate a lot of kickback and they can't sucker their clients. Like hedge funds always need to be jumping around to things so they can get their commissions. And so when there's 0% interest rates, companies like this can swindle a lot of people. And like I said, is the bubble isn't going to burst until interest rates go up and these funding starts to dry up for these guys. And like, I'm not saying boxing is going to be hurt. I'm just saying this, it'll go probably into a lull. Like it usually does. You know, it's always a boom and a bit of a bust, but boxing is always going to be fine, but you're just not going to see fucking Avni Ilderm getting $3 million. <laughs> fucking fight. 
Oh, three million. You know. And I and I think like Bob Arum, he knows like, look, I, I've gone through this before. You may be able to win against us one or two times, but we know that we know what Tiafimo's worth. That's the 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 real takeaway here is they know what Tiafimo is worth. They have the receipts on all their fighters. Exactly. And and they and they have they also have the receipts that they don't show their fighters. Tiafimo isn't fucking Floyd. You know, he's he's not a fighter with a growing fan base that's being he's being kept away from. You know, it, it's it, the Teofimo's popular in boxing circles. You know, yeah. I don't think anyone really, like I said, the guy's never done a gate. Now, if he goes out and starts doing gates, start being this, start being that, start doing pay per view. Well, now he's on a pay per view, but is he going to headline that pay per view? I don't think there's no fucking way that Chiller has him headline a pay per view. Uh, they, they apparently that they're looking to do that and we'll uh, see if they actually are able to pull it I, off. I don't, I don't buy it. Are these going to be stuck on one of those goof cards like a Logan Paul or something? You Maybe know? they'll do what they did with Anjade where he's actually the headline, but he's not the headline. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fucking Eddie's last successful. My he just, he's the walkout fight basically. Um, um, and, um, and we saw with that fight, like people who came didn't care about the real, world-class fighters that were actually fighting yeah, they, they cared about they, the freak show they, stuff ghost town <laughs> one looking on johnny would do time the fight uh it, it, the, the thing that's crazy is like this is not a good fight cambosos yeah. should have lost his last fight against a fighter that's not very good this isn't this isn't a good fight and tio isn't at the level where this is going to be oh we're tuning in for tio people aren't going to care uh but this is the weird thing is that you don't fuck with the promoter at the start of your contract. You know, T was under contract. He signed a new contract for, you know, that Lomachenko fight. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to be like five years. That's what fucking top rank usually sticks to people that they want to, you know, especially a young guy like him. He's probably under a five year. Well, he was, <laughs> I think he was under a, a deal already and they had to stay extended it out for like three more years, probably. But, um, <laughs> I don't with a know. new negotiated minimum they don't usually like to extend they make new contracts because that right. whole extension thing is what burned them with the mikey and with the oscar and everything you know they're, they're, worked they're, out well with crawford <laughs> yeah but see that's it so is it a is it an extension or is it a new contract either way he's still signed top rank and mcwater's made top rank his one-stop shop you know, so they're gonna fuck with him. You know, that's the thing. Like, I, I think, hey, by all means, get away from promoters. You know, I'm all for the PVC model of these guys. You know, running themselves and promoters just handle the commission work as they should be. You know, but if you're with a promoter, it's, you know, they, they can fuck with you hard. Well, exactly. I mean, because like I said, uh, some people get mad when we say top rank has good matchmakers. They do. And if they want to find a guy that's going to bust up, you know, the, your prospect that they sort of been, you know, trying to build up for some, you know, to help their ratings, they could end up, you know, just like the, just like, you know, Sean Gibbons could pick dudes that'll just mess up fighters, you know, a good matchmaker can find fighters that will mess up your prospects. So that's kind of the weird thing that they're making such a 
big, bold pronouncement. If you're at the end of your contract, yeah, by all means, fuck with that promoter because, you know, you can always walk away from them and the noise sort of builds up your guy. But when <laughs> Tio's got to go back to top rank and they don't have to do anything except offer him his minimum. You know, that's a thing when they, like, if, if he's under like a, okay, two fight a year contract, because mm-hmm. there's all different ways to structure it. But, you know, but just saying, if he's under a two fight year contract, they just have to offer him the fight. And it's got to be a reasonable opponent. Like, it's literally the, the distinction that's in Crawford's contract is it's got to be like reasonable. Yeah, but that might not be in Teofimo's language. You know, but even Crawford, if it is, like, there's a lot of guys that are reasonable opponents. Yeah, yeah, they can just pick a dude with the rankings or they can get a busted dude up in the rankings and they can find a, a guy who could mess up to you or something. But and either way, they could say, hey, we'll give you your minimum for this ranked fighter. And they say, no, we don't like that. We want more money. Well, you've got no, it doesn't matter because top rank offered you that minimum because that's what's in your contract. And so that's the weird thing now, especially with top rank controlling the budget. It's not like there's a network saying, okay, we'll pay more for this fight than we'll pay for this fight. It's all fucking top ranks controlling the money. So even under a whole uh, guise of disclosure, top ranks can basically sort of fiddle with those numbers as much as they want. But yeah, so, so it's a weird thing, you know, uh, the, the, hey, good for Teofimo, but he's got to go back to top rank at the end of the day, you know? Well, unless one, it says, well, Triller can just buy out his entire contract. They'll fucking do that. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> some fun money. I mean, if they would have offered 6 million for, for his whole contract instead of just this fight, they probably, I think they would have got him. Mm. Mm. That'd be close. Nah, because he's got too many belts. He's he's worth just from the belts alone. I don't know. I think I think that's that's a lot of money to to get at one time. I know Oscar, top rank. Never mind. Thing like that, but yeah. Um, but seriously, if they were if they really wanted to show that investment, they could have just bought him out for six million. Uh, I I th- I think top rank would have taken that offer. I may call up Todd DeBuff and ask him, Yo, six mil, Tiafimo's contract. What do you think? see what he said uh but like you know in the short term i think it is like pretty good because you know this may be how certain fights get made because networks don't want to pay for their guys to lose you know they they, they want to keep building and they well not that they don't want to pay for them to lose but they don't want to have their guy lose and then not have anything to show for it you know when, like, as Tiafimo, he when he absorbed Lomachenko's powers by beating him, that still kept it in-house. And that's ideal for ESPN. That's ideal for top rank. Um, now, this Camboso situation isn't what I'm talking about. But it, it allows the, the networks where you have some crazy person coming in and saying, well, we'll bid on that. Yeah, you don't air the fight. But at the same time, um, you're not losing any money on it. And I think money talks, and especially right now where it looks like it's, you know, everyone's having difficulty making fights that require a lot of money. To, uh, you know, we're seeing PBC on Fox. The, the, the matchups there have been, for the most part, entirely disappointing um, and certainly not lacking the same sort of star power we were used to in the first two years of their deal pre-pandemic. And then, like, ESPN, even everyone, if they're... Yeah. 
even if Every, they are making the fights, they're not, you could tell they're not happy that they're making some of the fights that they're making either because they're making, they're making no money or they can't make money. I, I think, uh, yeah, a lot of people are sort of holding back now that the vaccine's rolling out. So it's like, well, we want to save some matchups for when we can actually get a crowd in and make some money and make some more noise. Yeah. And look, that's, that's reasonable. But the, the, the issue, at least for topping is like, you're not saying that. You know, but like, so I think it's, it's kind of cool that Schiller comes in and says, Hey, we'll, we'll pay people. We're looking for one-off events and like they get whatever exposure that they get. TV was going to get some level of exposure from being on this, this thing. And he goes back and, and Hey, top rank's still there with their arms wide open saying, you know, giving them a hug and saying, Oh good. Now you brought your little fans with you back to your minimums and we benefit uh, from this. Bob's fucking what, eighty nine years old? I think Bob's gonna shove everything up their ass, like you said to Eddie. <laughs> well, well, on the other hand, um, Top Rank has said because I, I don't think that's gonna play out that way. But Top Rank has said that they're gonna play hardball, and they <laughs> know, or at least they believe, that all roads for Tiafimo lead them, lead him back to them. Whether that be just because of the nature of his contract with top rank where he is under their control or the opponents that he wants to fight are on their platform are with them. And so he's got to f- figure out a way to work with them again. And since they have him under contract, it's like, what are you going to do? They ain't buying you out of your contract. And so what, what do you think? Do you think top rank is, are they playing this uh, the right way? Uh, it depends. You know, I don't know if they're, Bob does have a history of bluster, you know, and because it also it gets the buzz and it gets the press, you know, if it's like because now the UK is like, oh, my God, is the is the Fury Joshua thing in, you know, in jeopardy. But they're just using that to sort of cover for the fact that uh, they're still dealing with Wilder's arbitration and everything. You know, so so this buys them time on there. So it's good for top rank to sort of make noise over this. The Teofimo Lopez stuff, they're still getting paid. So that's it. Like, you know, Bob didn't care that Triller paid. He was just pissed that fucking Eddie Hearn tried to come in and, and poach the fight. Even though he still would have got paid for it. But, you know, that's sort of... I, I, yeah, it's all bullshit. Who knows? This is, this is the kind of bullshit where it's like, Bob, is he really pissed? Is he doing it just to be Bob? I just don't know because, uh, like I said, Bob's going to be 90 years old this year. <laughs> uh, he's not going to go out looking like a someone you can walk over. I think, although Bob, you know, you never know. Bob's I, I th- you know, money. I, I yeah. think that they did what they had to, and um, I, I think they're partly right. Like, because it, it's so tough because people like the the way people believe and think we feel about top rank is like kind of crazy because we we actually don't and i think that they're really smart and i think that they made they're making a smart move here this is the um, they were dealt a hand here and it wasn't a good hand okay and so they're making the best that they can do with that hand and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win in the in the end they this may have been this may be lead to them losing tfemo or whatever but I'm, like, I'm not going to go anywhere. Where's he going to go? Like I said, well, I, I don't know. I, I I'm saying it's, it's possible that they lose, but I think that 
they're, they're, they've been dealt a hand where you've got two female and his dad who's kind of crazy, who demanded this crazy high um, a number for a fight that was nowhere near worth that. Yeah. And people, Top Rank had to make him happy. Well, I saw this goof thing where people were going, well, you know, Eddie Hearn almost got the fight. You know, Top Rank just could have paid another 500000 Well, the fucking, obviously the fight's not even worth 2.5. You know, they, they stretched that out. They're like top rank put in a bid that looked that was competitive. They didn't lowball, you know, two point five for that Teofimo Lopez. Like I said, that's it. He's got no crowd. He's got no fan base other than what top rank has given him. You know, yeah, top, he's he, there's no proof that Teofimo can can draw. Now I think he can. Like that's but that's just my read. I don't have any evidence, and neither does top rank. Yeah, he's a complete product of top ranks thing you know about teofimo lopez because top rank promoted him not because there's some big upswell of fans that are like buying tickets and selling out shows or anything he's a product of top rank right now he's an unproven commodity and he's at one event where it did well but like there's really like there's just no evidence thus far now that's not to say that he's not at that level that's not to no. say that he can't get to that level it's just like hey if you're putting your paycheck on 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 this event, do you feel confident? And do you have any evidence to justify the way you feel if you think that, you know, oh no, just just pay the money, he's worth it, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have any evidence right now and I don't think it's a safe gamble. It's not like they're going to go uh, back to top rank say, "See, look at the massive success Triller was." Cuz you know, Triller's full of a lot of bullshit. If you follow Billboard, those guys are sort of exposing it over there. How much yeah. they make up numbers. Triller, yeah, they they're over here on the Dana White um truth serum, which is to <laughs> say they ain't telling the truth about nothing. Yeah. So it's not like they can go back and say, "Look, now we proved you wrong. Now you got to pay up." It's like, "No, you're still under contract. You got a minimum. They just have to pay you your minimum." No, another thing here, That's because it. we, you know, we've kind of given the argument for like, hey, look, top rank, you know, tr trust what they're doing. They got a process, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But here's the other thing. And the other side of it, though, is that top rank, and I said top rank was dealt a bad hand here, but, but I never said what the bad hand was. You just know that they have a bad hand here. They got a seven and a two. They had two fighters colluding to uh, go to purse bid. Well, they tried that, and, but he, I think it's even bigger than that. Now, consider this. Top Rank isn't in a great financial situation. Now, we may like to, you know, make jokes about Max Kellerman saying that they have a $90 million budget and all this stuff. But where have you seen that $90 million? Like, where's the proof of the 90 mil? Because I ain't seen it. And if you look at the product that they're putting out there and what mean, yes, they, there's some hits, you know, Valdez and Burchell was fantastic, but that wasn't $90 million. Those dudes did not make no $90 million type of money. And that event wasn't a $90 million a year type of event. Okay. I don't think the financial situation, like I, well, not that I don't, well, I do think this, but I would say like, there's evidence to suggest that if you just look at what you're getting and you look at the way they talk about their fighters and you look about their apprehension for anything related to spending money and it's like are you are you guys good are you good cuz like it seems to me 
like you guys aren't good with the money right now. And I don't know if that's because of the pandemic. I don't know if this ESPN deal ain't what it is that they said it was. I don't know if like maybe you got like um, ESPN said like, you know, this is actually a very flexible deal that we've signed and we can change the denomination in which we're not the denomination, but the amount in which we are paying you uh, by the by the year, by the quarter, by the month, by the week. I think by the and then on weed personally. <laughs> well, maybe. But like, I, I think if you look at the situation and the words that they're saying, the the their difficulty selling tickets and, and the way Bob Arum saying we don't make money off of this and that and the other uh, pre and post pandemic, I think there is smoke all around this financial situation ain't as good. There are, you know, there are rumors that I won't repeat. Because I think that some of them are crazy, but I've heard some rumors out there about loans and it's like, I don't know what the truth is here, but I know that there's smoke and that it might be possible that that is a situation. Now, I don't, I don't think so because like me personally, I, I, you know, as, as we were doing earlier, I think that the people that run top rank are very smart. They are good at what they do. And they've been around a long time because they're good at what they do. And so I don't think that they would get themselves into this situation that we now think that they might be in. But I mean, that could be the hand that they're dealt. And they had their hands tied right here with Tiafimo, where it's like, hey, you want to demand all this money? You got to get what we we pay. We are sorry, we got he has to get what we deem him worth, or something's got to give here. And right now, what's giving is them. Well, yeah, okay. I can agree with your point, but also I think uh, Top Rank's trying to build the future of fighters not asking for money. You know, they're, they're sort of pleading poverty so that they can keep as much profit as they can squeeze out of this whole deal. Yeah. The, the, I mean, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think it's their finances, even though there's always stories about that they've taken out big loans and everything to build up this. And, you know, they've been trying to, they've been looking to sort of sell top rank too. They've been floating bids out there. But I think it's a combination, yeah, that maybe Bob's, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. That's the thing with Bob is tough to, it's tough to get a read on him because he spews so much uh, nonsense. Yeah, but it, where, where he is not like he's just like stone faced like leaders. Yeah. Like, nah, he just says so much stuff. It's hard to know what he's saying is actually real or not. Yeah, that's a weird thing. He survived this long, you know, even with however many fighters that have you know broken up with them or sued him, and he's still he's still surviving. So it's yeah, you don't you don't know with Bob. Like I said, that's why I don't I don't know where that read lies. I personally think they're just trying to put the word out and make it public that they're not going to pay anyone money, that they don't have this money. They're sort of pleading poverty when I don't think they are. They just, they just want to, they want to bump their profit margin up. Yeah. I mean, probably, or maybe they got got stuck with the Tyson Fury bill. Well, (laughs) Somebody's <laughs> gonna get stuck with it because Fury's like, I'm fighting. I'm fighting two times this year. Two <laughs> times I want to be in the ring. 
Mm-hmm. And every and Frank and, and Bob were they were just looking at each other like, yeah, you you're picking that up, right? <laughs> yeah. They're like, no. He he signed with you. He's like, no, he signed with you. Yeah. We just got a code deal. You're the main man, Frank. Yeah. So I don't know. It could be a bit of a pullback that uh Bob doesn't want to get caught up in this goofy arms race, too. That you see with the zone still paying dumb money. You now Triller's coming in and paying money. I think he's sort of, like I said, he's been around so long that he's sort of seen this before. So he might just be laying back and saying, hey, you guys want to piss away this money? Go ahead. Because he goes, at the end of the day, he knows he'll still be around. Yeah, or, he, he recognizes the bubble, I think. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think he's got that read on that. Yeah. Okay, what about this one? All right. What if Tiafimo is actually the one that's just delusional? And Top Ranks is like, no. Nah, I think he- well, that's stats. I think he is delusional. I think if you see the way he's saying things, you talk about the takeover. Like he truly believes that he's the number one fighter because he beat Lomachenko. That's good for a boxing thing. Top rank created a monster. Yeah, yeah, they sort of did. They fed into that thing, you know, which could be another thing. Maybe they were looking to knock Lomachenko down because he was costing too much money. You can sort of see with the way they deal with Crawford. Lomachenko and Crawford are their two biggest contracts, you know, because those guys signed up to sort of secure that ESPN bid. So they were willing to pay up for him and it's costing them money. <laughs> so they sort of built Tio up into this monster and now they sort of got to deal with him because I think Tio is a lot delusional. I don't think he's got a really good read on how valuable he is. But then you see a lot of that now too. I'm looking at this thing with you know, Regis Progarius, you know, as Errol might call him. And they're like, yeah, now we're big leagues because we're on trailers. Like, dude, no one wants to put your fights on. Well, yeah. Like, you know, they, they were they were trying to hype him when he was still with uh, DAZN. And he's ended up in the WBSS and he's got those like 500, you know, attendance crowds. So it's just like, ugh, you dude's got to, it's it's always yeah it's like I said it's not like Tio's got this but maybe he does maybe he has this massive fan base that is just dying to buy his tickets maybe where were they you know prior to the Lomachenko fight but I, I and I think Top Rank would would take the conservative approach there with like well let's see it first let's see it let's see it and if and if they come out then yeah you, we're gonna pay you what we think that's worth but right now we, we you sold no tickets. Now, granted, you're in a pandemic, but so what? You sold no tickets, and you've only been an undercard fighter up to this point in your career. So yeah. we can't go out on a limb here and lose $2 million on your event. And yeah, you, you're you a terrific fighter, but you're also not bringing in anything here. The, yeah, you're, you're not like... If, if they, Haney has moved more tickets than you. Yeah, if they pay too much for a Cambosis fight, that sets the floor then. Yes. You know, so then if he goes on and he goes, well, I'm fighting a guy with a bigger name than Cambosa, so I want more money. So that's where really top ranks coming in saying, no, we're not, we're not getting, we're not falling for that. Yeah. That's, that's also another thing, especially because they had just renegotiated. It's like, no, no, no. We just renegotiated this deal. We're not here <laughs> to, to, to now pay you. We're going to renegotiate your deal before you even fought your first fight on your new deal. We we signed this deal so we could make sure we could fuck you over for years to come. 
not just start paying yeah. crazy yeah. money. It's like it's like we offered you one point one two in case you blow up. Then we got some wiggle room. We're not gonna we're not gonna start sending you uh bullshit. Um. All right. Well, actually, um. Yeah, we've mentioned Progray. We're gonna do a little quick preview here. We have Clarissa Shields fighting this upcoming Friday on pay per view Fight TV against Eva Marie Decari. We will. I'll probably do some more previewing of this on the Patreon. We have Sirhe Bohachuk versus Brandon Adams, which is a pretty good um, fight for that level, which is, you know, like it's a high C-level guys guys fighting where they will um, be progressing to the next stage, you know. But I, I do want to say I'm like ex- pretty excited for this Clarissa Shields pay-per-view. I want it to do well. You know, I'm not like, you know, this like apologist for women's boxing, but like Clarissa Shields, for whatever reason, has everything that you want in a professional fighter. You know, if Clarissa Shields was a male fighter, she would be one of the biggest draws in boxing, I think, because of like, you know, you have somebody that's dropped down in weight, continued to be very good, continues to win, has a bunch of world titles and uh, can also talk a bit. And we are seeing her face um, Marie-Yves Dicari. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some expert on all this stuff. You know, leave that to the to the podcast where they talk like it's 1922. But Dicari has been a world champion for a couple of years, according to BoxRec. Which, I mean, like, I'm not saying it like, oh, yeah, well, BoxRec says it. it's like, no, this is actually a fact. She's been a world champion for a few years fought exclusively in Montreal and I don't know if she's any good or not. I do know that she has no knockouts in her 17 wins. And I know that Clarissa Shields comes in with a whopping two knockouts in her 10 wins. And so I expect this to be a fight where you're betting the over. I expect this to be a decision and uh shields decision, probably pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a shame the way Shields' career is gone because she was getting that big Showtime push, and I think she may have gotten a little upset. At least this is my theory on on the whole situation. When Showtime announced their schedule for the fall back in like uh, I don't know if it's July or whatever, and um, Shields was on one of the video packages, but they didn't announce a fight for her. And they didn't have a fight for her. And I think she got mad about that. And as like Showtime was trying to work with PBC to put all their shows on and Showbox to get those shows going. And Shields was kind of left on the on the side. I think she got like, you know, pretty upset about that and decided, well, we're just going to go and do something on on our own independently. And this is what we have uh, this coming Friday, which is an independent sort of event and like it'll be interesting to see if this could be the future of like you know these mid-level promoters like salita where it's like hey you don't have a tv deal but fight exists and fight is a way to put on affordable Mm pay-per-views at least i think it's affordable yeah but you don't make any money on that though that's the problem like i hope the shields event does all right but this is it when people go well you can go to fight but boxing fans are just going to if any guys, most people who were into it 
are probably just going to pirate it anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's a couple of, didn't Zerto try to do a pay-per-view? Uh, he, he did do a pay-per-view. Yeah. But then he, not right after the pay-per-view, he went and signed with the golden boy. So, uh, yeah, because that was because the pay-per-view was so successful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If oh they, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Zerto signing a golden boy. What a weird move. Gold, like Zerto was looking for a payday and the only one that could give it to him, at least the payday that he deemed appropriate for the, the level of popularity and talent in which Zerto brings, uh, it was golden boy. <laughs> Yeah, well, they got a lot of room on their schedule with Canelo gone. Uh, they they were like, hey, um, we need like a 168, 175 Mexican fighter. Uh, if we could just, you know, get a good looking dude that we could pass off. And like, nobody will know the difference. Yeah. And somebody was like, yo, Zerto's available. They're they're like, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah get, get him, sign him. They're going to dye his hair orange. Zerto, Canelo, it even sounds the same. We can we we can pass this. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, I hope the best for Clutch Shields, but do you know women's boxing is uh, uh, it's not exactly a needle mover. There's interest, yeah. you know. There's a solid fan base, but uh, I don't know. It, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to say happy with Showtime, but at least Showtime is making the effort. Like PBC won't even touch women's boxing. Right. Like, no, man, we, we, we lost our shirts, you know, putting on time by. <laughs> I feel of... like, you know, the way they talk about soccer in the U S where it's like that train is coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, soccer yeah. is coming in the U S and we've been hearing this since like the seventies, which of course I was not around, but I know from listening to podcasts that this has yeah. been a sentiment that's been repeated often and very, for a very long time. Ready to blow and, up. And we're still at that point where like CBS is like, yo, we're like all in on boxing. This is the home of boxing or, or sorry, not boxing, um, soccer and women's boxing. I feel like that is like the, 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 the tiny version, like that's our tiny version of that yeah, in boxing yeah, it's ready because to people saw the success of Ronda Rousey and they see that female combat sports could work, which I think was a false equivalence, but let's forget that. Um, they, they see, they saw the success of Ronda Rousey and they're like, female boxing could work. Uh, they just have to get it right. They just have to. And it's like, man, Clarissa, if, if it was going to work, it would have been, Clar been Clarissa Shields. Yeah, Cause she's a really great boxer. Yeah. She's good. Mayer, good boxer out there too. Mayor's all right. She ain't Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields, but I'm saying but Shields is like, but not only is she good, she's just like go, She has literally just gone after like, do you have a title? No, get out of my way. Yeah. You have a title, let's fight. Moving down in weight, talks trash, is willing to be entertaining and all this stuff, and yeah. it's just not connecting for whatever reason. Like that, you know, like those women that talk tough. But Rousey did that. <laughs> yeah, did she? Not, uh, I don't think I ever heard her talk uh, like until maybe like before her last fight. It depends. Yeah, she was nice to start, but then she started doing all this uh, bitch talk and stuff like that. So it was, she had a weird career, but she was also one of the prop of UFC, you know, so they could they could pretend anyone's a fucking star there back then. I mean, but yeah, you know, it's just. <sighs> <clears throat> you know, 
we, it, it's we, just yeah, yeah it, it's 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 a weird. Thing. I think uh, what women's boxing really needs is three minute rounds because I think. Oh yeah, I mean, sure, sure, that's the issue. Well, no, but I, but I'm thinking as a first step, it's it's always going to be a knock against them that they only have two minute rounds. Um, and it, of course, the biggest thing is that there's just not the talent depth. There's not the talent depth, and are if you say it's because there's not. It's two minute rounds. I assume that the argument you're actually trying to make is that we need more stoppages. Uh, yeah. Because are you trying to say? Because if if the talent level is so much lower than what we see in men's boxing, and you're arguing for three minute rounds, you're arguing for an extra minute every round of a lower skill product. Yes. You think that's the answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, there's an answer for uh, women's boxing. I think it's just a. You know, it's always it's going to be just like all those uh weight classes below like one twenty six, one thirty. They're going to have their fans, but they ain't showing up in the, <laughs> the day. I, I just don't think it's violent enough. Yeah, at least for boxing, I don't think it's violent enough. At least for the UFC, when it's not violent, the commentary is. So yeah. like, you feel well, like you're watching something that's fight the same length rounds, and they're getting cut up and they're getting ripped up. So. Even though they're not as popular, except for Ronda, but that was a bit more of the, you know, like I said, they dumped so much money into pushing her because they don't have to pay their fighters. So they got all that extra marketing cash, you know, so they, they caught fire with her, but the other, it hasn't spread to the rest of the, the group, you know, Amanda Nunez is, is far better than Ronda Rousey ever was. And she's not, she doesn't have the same, she's not headlining, you know, almost million dollar pay-per-view buys so yeah so um yeah those are the fights this week not uh, a big week in terms of fights but the following week we are back at it with a bunch of fights but we'll talk about that when we get there uh so if you that's it for today if you like this podcast leave a good rating leave a good review if you're not gonna leave five stars you should message fred all your hate mail and blame it all on him i'm mm. sure he'll accept your your message if as you long as uk boxing just come to me and if you hate UK or Dazen, just go to my Twitter because that's pretty much all I do now. Is shit on them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just just go to just go to Fred's Twitter. You know what is your Twitter? And I'm a trainer, so <laughs> you know you're getting you're getting my zone. My wheelhouse is goofing on on the zone. Okay, so they shouldn't uh, message you and ask you where to put your their hands and stuff. Yeah, yeah, not how, yeah, I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to tell you how to, you know, protect against a sweeping left hook, you know, with a right hand feint, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah. Go to um, Real education, <laughs> if he can get money out of you. Who? said go to Breadman for all, oh. your, oh. all your high level boxing needs. Or just read his mailbag, you know. Yeah, there you go. Um. Yeah, so if you like this podcast, definitely leave a good rating. We also have a chat that you could join. If you join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Sunday Puncher, you can get some cool stuff over there, more topics. We're going to do a mailbag episode uh, coming up this week. So if you have um, a question that you'd like us to ask, you can go join our Patreon, and we will. you'll get access to the, the forum to submit your questions to do the mailbag. Uh, we have another cool, I think, sort of interactive podcast that's coming up. I'm not going to say what it is yet. Uh, we'll do it after the mailbag. 
but I think that one is going to be even more fun than anything we've done thus far uh, when we've done podcasts, even mm -hmm. the stuff that we are right on. Baboon Tan's making some moves. Uh, yeah, so we are always making big moves. Um, I'm in negotiation to buy top rank right now, so <laughs> stay stay on the lookout right there. Um, uh, you could, you could do probably, I work for Triller? Maybe. You could probably get Rock Nation. <laughs> uh, I already bought Rock Nation, and the first thing I did was cut Zhang Zili. <laughs> All right, I don't I think he was uh, signed with them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. He might have been. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that's it for this episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If not, uh, well, the Boxing Voice is a good bo boxing podcast. Are there any other good boxing podcasts out there? Uh, PBC. The boxing Source. P PBC box Boxing Podcast. You want a real uh, answer? Yeah, real answer is PBC. Uh, uh, the, the uh, boxing with Chris Mannix. A wrong answer would be Mannix, Cop and Pug. <laughs> Uh, well, we, well, I guess, okay. If we take out, I recommend the cop and pug podcast specifically to listen to Mike Coppinger, try to read ad copy. Um, if you made fun of, uh, Floyd for trying to read ad copy, you're going to get a new perspective <laughs> on the worst ad copy read. <laughs> it's like, uh, just pretend pretend hearing that voice uh if you're one of coppinger's victims too it's, it's, it's kind of chilly i'm yeah so i also did a podcast with um one of our listeners he has a podcast it's called tweedcast i did a uh oh. an interview podcast I, I guess yeah i did an interview with them I'm and i just talked about this podcast that you're listening to here talked about the making of a podcast all the stuff that goes into it um we talked about you guys a lot too the listeners uh, especially those of you who like send me death threats or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned you guys. So, you know, you're famous now. You're in. Uh, all right. Thanks for yeah. listening. We will be back next week.